Cinnamon versus Triple G fight predictions. Dun dun dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this uh, Canelo Triple G rematch, I want to thank everybody for their support. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. The YouTube page is YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. And if you're listening to this on Anchor and you want other alternatives, go to my YouTube page, click on any of the videos, Look at the description, and there's a whole bunch of links to other platforms where you can get the same content, like Spotify, Google. There's a bunch of them, so you can choose what you want. Okay, before I get into this, I'm going to just tell you straight, right out of the gate, I do not believe Triple G dominated the first fight like a lot of people do. I also think a draw was the perfect call. So, I know all the G fans are going crazy right now. I get a lot of heat on social media for saying this, and I've been saying it. So if you guys are pissed off, I'm sorry. I'll break it down to you why I think the first fight went the way it did, the pluses and the minus. So if you stick with me, maybe you guys will understand my point of view. I'm not saying this just to be different. I have been saying this since the first fight happened, and I've gotten heat from it over and over and over again. And I don't know if it's a case of just simply people have this um, sheep mentality that once it's out there, everybody gravitates towards it. And we can break that down and I'll discuss it. But personally, I think Canelo didn't get enough credit for the things he did well. And Triple G got too much credit for the things that he was doing. Now, a lot of people are going to think that's insane. But I'm telling you, if you watch this fight with the sound off, then you might have a different opinion. That's one of the problems with the way that boxing and combat sports is scored. Because we hear the scorecards from the announcers what they think. And they can be very biased during a round, every round. So you're sitting there hearing G, 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 and then you're seeing 10-9, 10-9, 10-9. It's very difficult for most people to separate that, to go, no, I don't think G did what they said he did this entire round. No, I don't think G won the round like he said, like he's, like they said he did. And that's what happens. So at the end, if the announcer has it by two rounds or three rounds, people have it by two rounds or three rounds. And that happens more often than not. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Canelo dominated the fight. I don't believe the 118 scorecard was correct for either guy, but certainly for Canelo. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all, and I don't think anybody does. Anybody that even said Canelo won the fight or that it was a draw, I haven't heard anybody that agrees with the 118. To me, in my own opinion, the Canelo fans were a little more reasonable than the G fans after this fight. And again, I don't want to alienate anybody. I'm just telling you from my own experiences on social media. Even to this day, the G fans are crazy. Like, I just got into it with a guy the other day. Not into it, but he was just, he's calling me a troll and I'm a fanboy. And only honest, real, respected journalist uh, gave Canelo only four rounds. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, nobody can have a, a different opinion. And if you want to be factual about this, if most people gave Canelo four or five rounds, we're one round, max two rounds away from a draw with eight remaining rounds. So when you look at it, it is not so far-fetched that the fight was actually a draw. And this is from a dude who was nut-hugging on G. 
but not realizing that he was already outing himself as just a fan. And that's fine. If you want to be a fan, fine. But we're not fans when it comes to betting. So if you want to be a fan in this and you want to bet Triple G straight, you want to bet Canelo straight, you want to pay Pick G by KO or Canelo by decision. If you just want to bet it as a fan, fine. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. There's a difference. I'm going to break it down for you how I saw the first fight and what I think is going to go on the second fight. It has nothing to do with who I like. Nothing. I think both fighters are great at what they do. I just simply think that there's a mindset here that's throwing people off into thinking the first fight was so dominant. And that can lead to errors betting for the second fight. And we'll get into this with the odds a little bit later that what you've been told about the domination from Triple G does not show when you look at the lines for the rematch. So anyway, the only difference between these two after the first fight is G snuck in a fight with Vanis Matarosian and Saul had a bunch of issues. So let me touch on the Triple G fight with Vanis. That fight was pretty much a domination. G ran through him. So if you're looking at the result as a whole, it doesn't really tell you a lot. What you need to do is go back and look at the very first round. Only the first round because after that, G dominates and stops him. The first round gives you little clues as to the as to the trouble that G can get into and the things that Vanus was able to do that Canelo certainly going to be able to do. One, Vanus was able to land the jab. I don't think that's uh, any new, new news to anybody. It's not like it's breaking news that you can land the jab on Triple G because he comes forward. So that's kind of part of the game. I don't believe G has really good head movement. His defense is pretty much uh, relied upon with his gloves up, and he does do good with that, but he has a pretty awesome chin, right? So he can get away with making mistakes and not really pay for them. Vanis landed the jab well, and he also landed some really nice body shots, and I think that may be a key for Canelo in the second fight. He also landed a couple right hands that I don't know if I want to go as far as saying shook G, but definitely got his attention. Now, if Vanis can do this off 24-month layoff in the first round, you're insane if you think that G is just going to run over Canelo. That is not going to happen. Even if I pick him to win, even if you pick him to win, he is not going to run over Canelo. So that's something that you need to get out of your mind right now. That is not going to happen. I don't care if he knocks Canelo out. He's not just going to come out in one round or two rounds and blast him out. Canelo is too skilled. He's world class. He's got great footwork. And he's very good defensively. So the Triple G beating Canelo, fine. The Triple G knocking Canelo out, eh, fine. Triple G winning our points, fine. Uh, Triple G ending in a draw, fine. But just to think that he's going to come out and blast him out, That's insane. And I know a lot of people are are Triple G fans, and that's fine. But remember, all I'm doing is trying to break down strengths and weaknesses here, trying to get you to look at where the odds are, the lines that came out, so we can have a discussion about this. And if you're a fan of Triple G, that's okay. You can pick him. You can tell me in your comments why I'm wrong. That's perfectly fine. I'm not here to persuade you not to like G if you're a fan of his, and not to bet G if you want to bet him. I'm just giving you my breakdown. 
So while uh, Triple G was doing that, what was Canelo doing? Well, the first thing Canelo was doing was testing positive for a banned substance. Now, that was a big problem and actually led to the delay in the rematch. So Canelo is going to say that he tested positive for this uh, drug because of tainted beef in Mexico. So it's commonly referred to as Clin in the bodybuilding circuits and the cheating circuits. It is a drug that can be used for cheating. Now, the Canelo team was saying that this drug is also used to um, puff up and make like uh, livestock bigger. So they want bigger cows, produce more meat, more milk, all this stuff. And so farmers use this, especially in Mexico. It's apparently some big deal. Now, is this true? Did it happen that way? Was it tainted beef? Was he cheating? This we could go on and on and on and on. And Triple G fans are going to say, yes, he was cheating. There is no way that this happened because of the beef. And the Canelo fans are going to say, no, that's not true. This is a problem. And it was only trace amounts. And he passed a hair follicle test. After he tested positive, the Nevada State Athletic Commission requested a hair follicle test, and he passed that. The reason that is important is because generally when they test via urine, uh, uh, clan is only in your system for a week. But when they do the follicle test, it can go back several months. So the Canelo fans point to this as proof that what he was saying is true because had he been shooting up and doing this all through training camp, the hair follicle test would have proved that. And there was no clan at all in the hair follicle test. So that's a plus for Canelo. Now I have heard crazy G fans, I'm not even kidding you, tell me on social media that he only passed the hair follicle test because he used his brother's hair. Somebody said he used his brother's pubic hair. Yes, I'm not even kidding, right? Like, say what you will about if he was doing it, you know, the, the results of the hair follicle mean this or don't mean this, but brothers, pubic hair, come on, son. So that's that's a case to be made by what you believe. Personally, when it came out, I thought it was, eh, possible with the meat situation but to me the thing that really made the difference was the hair follicle test that to me is a big plus in Canelo's favor that what he was saying is true will we ever know fully probably not and I think people are pretty much going to hang on to what they believe at this point the Canelo uh, fans are going to say he was telling the truth and point to the hair follicle as proof and the Triple G fans are going to say he's a cheater. Look at the way he looks. Look at his physique. You know, all the, I'm sure you guys have already heard this. So I don't want to get into it too much simply because I don't think it's going to matter as far as which side you're on. You're going to believe what you're going to believe, and that's it. Canelo is in the 
doping, uh, anti-doping testing. So is G. So I don't think we're going to have any issues. They've been passing their tests. There haven't been, it hasn't been anything that has been brought up to suggest that one of them has failed, something shady's going on. So going into the rematch, which is, I believe, like 10 days away, then we, we shouldn't have any issues going in talking about uh, PEDs of any sort. So let's just leave that one alone for now. The other thing Alvarez went through after the rematch was postponed was he had a cyst taken out of his right knee. Now, they said it was just a basic surgery. It had been something that had been bothering him for a while, and I believe the recovery was only suggested to be three or four weeks. I think that took place in April of this year. So he's had a a few months to recover. He still has the brace on in training camp. So to me, that's a little, eh, like he says it's 100%, but with the way Canelo fights, we need to make sure that is 100%. Because if he can't move the way he's used to moving, that's a problem. Because even though I expect this rematch to be more violent than the first fight, I don't expect Canelo to just stand with his feet in mud. The only way I think that would happen is if something is crazy wrong with his knee. Now, would he take the fight if something was crazy wrong with his knee? That's a good question because before the rematch got called off, I would have said no. Like before the whole drug test failure and all the back and forth about you're a cheat and this is an excuse about me and all this stuff, I would have said no, right? Like if he's injured, he has surgery, he's not going to fight. But now there's a machismo aspect to this fight that could change things even if he's not 100% does he want to go in there and say I'm going to delay this fight because my knee didn't heal that looks bad right so we have the second fight taking place then you get the drug test then he calls off the fight then he has surgery on his leg then they go through a whole bunch of negotiations where it looked like it wasn't going to happen And then is he going to risk this, his reputation, the payday, the date is set, everything if his knee wasn't 100%? I don't know. I don't know if he would fight injured. I kind of lean towards that he would. I kind of lean towards that he would go through and say it's good enough to beat G because he doesn't really think highly of Triple G's skills, to be honest with you. Him and his team don't feel like G can do anything other than just come forward in a straight line. So if he can have any mobility at all, they think he can easily outbox him like they think he did in the first fight. So that's something to look at, guys, because I can't tell you definitely if his leg is okay. I haven't been in his training camp. All the videos you see, he looks fine, but he's not sitting up there boxing like he was in the first fight. He's not moving around crazy for 12 rounds. Is it going to hold up? Is it going to be a problem? Is it stiff? Will it limit his mobility? We won't know probably until the fight starts or as it goes on. Maybe it's okay right now. Who knows what happens in rounds five, six, seven, eight. So that that could be an issue, and that's something we'll look at when we get to the odds portion of the fight. So let's take a little quick look at how I saw the first fight. 
The first fight to me, like I said, was close, very close. I won't argue with anybody who says it was a draw. In my opinion, that was the perfect score. I also won't argue with anybody who says that G won the fight by a round. I think that's perfectly possible that you could find an extra round to give G. I don't think you can go out on a limb and say Canelo really won the fight. Maybe you give him one extra round, but it was just that type of fight, in my opinion, where I thought the draw was perfect. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people still are upset. A lot of people think I'm insane in the membrane for even suggesting a draw. But what they don't understand is, this is a common problem. It's not on G. It's not um, the Canelo fight, the way it was played out, the way Canelo fought. It's in combat sports. The problem is, a lot of times the judges and the fans and the announcers give way too much credit to the fighter going forward. There's a reason it is called effective aggressiveness and not aggressiveness in the scoring rule book. Because just going forward automatically should not win you a round. You have to do your game plan. You have to be effective in your game plan. If I walk forward the entire round and do nothing but eat punches I should not win the round simply because I was quote-unquote aggressive. Everybody says he was aggressive. He made the fight, right? What does that mean? It only means something if you're getting to the guy, if you're touching the guy, if you're cutting the ring off, if you're forcing your opponent to fight out of his comfort zone, if you're moving him the way you want to move him. If you're able to hit him when you want to hit him, if you're able to stifle all of his offense, that is effective aggressiveness. It's not, I'm coming forward, being countered, and throwing my own punches. Well, why are you giving the round automatically to the guy coming forward? There's nothing to suggest the guy that's going backwards and boxing and counterpunching cannot win a round that way. That's ridiculous. If that was the case, everybody would just come out. Head to head, boom, right in the center of the ring, throw punches to somebody fell down. You have to give credit where credit is due. And people are not doing this in the G fight, and they're not doing this overall in combat sports. You've got to have a finer eye than that. A fan, I can make an excuse for, because they're fans. Oh, I love Triple G, so I give G every round, right? There are people like that. You know it, and I know it. I'm not saying... Everybody listening to this podcast is that way, but that's how a lot of people are. They're fans of a fighter. Betters usually don't do that simply because they just want to win. It's not about liking a person. It's about cashing. The judges should have no excuse because this is their job. They get paid to be able to tell the difference between aggression and effective aggression. To know the difference between quote-unquote running and boxing and countering. It's amazing to me how anytime somebody goes off the back foot, they're automatically running. There's a huge difference between running and boxing. And if you've ever seen somebody run, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pure, utter track work here. You put your track shoes on and you run. There's no offense whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you're leading or countering. 
It doesn't matter if it's a jab. It's nothing. They're literally trying to avoid contact. Canelo was not doing that. You can't even make a case he was doing that for an entire round. Did he do it in spots? Of course. In spots. But nine times out of ten, the way that he fought this was, even on the ropes, when G came in there, he was defensive, defensive, would fire punches and spin out. That is counterpunching. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. People would have bitched if he stood there on the ropes and G comes in and instead of slipping, slipping, countering and getting out, he slipped, slipped and held him. Then they would say, all he did was hold. Well, what is it? You're trying to force Canelo to stand there and just fight in a phone booth. And that's a problem. How can you put that style on him when he has the ability to do other things? You're not giving credit for for what he was effectively doing, either A, because you're a G fan, or B, you didn't like his style. You wanted to see them two just slug it out. Toe-to-toe, best man wins, somebody falls down. That's not how you score a fight. That's not how you pick winners. That's not how you cap a fight. That's not how you bet a fight. So I believe that's asinine that everybody jumps on Canelo saying he ran the entire fight, so he should have lost 118 to 110 or 117 to what? That's ridiculous. He was very effective, very effective. Go back, watch the fight. Very effective with movement and counterpunching. Why? Because they are 100% correct. G does come in on a straight line. For as aggressive as a fighter is, you would think he'd be able to cut off the ring better. He, he does. He follows people. And Canelo was able to hit him as he came forward. Now, does that mean that uh, Triple G didn't do good things? Of course not. I'm not saying that. See, people get caught up too much in the, I like this guy. I don't like this guy. I like this style. I don't like this style. It means nothing when you're capping other than do these styles mesh? Which style has an advantage? Is this guy that much better than this guy? Who has more punching power? This type of thing. But it's not about like. It's not about love. It's not about hate. And so people got caught up in this announcing style that G was doing all this damage. He wasn't. Go back and look at the fight. Tell me how many times he was bombing Canelo. And then what effect did it have on Canelo? Everybody talks about how Canelo cannot hurt Triple G. Nobody says the same about G hurting Canelo. Did he hurt? Did you see Canelo wobble? Did you see him all over the place in that fight? Did he not take a solid shot or two from G? He did. Just like G took a solid shot or two from Canelo. That's what I'm saying. This is not an even playing field here, how people are talking about this fight. And that's and to me, that's a tragedy because it was a great fight, right? Like I thought it was an awesome fight. I was excited for the rematch. I'm excited for this fight. Even with the postponement, the knee injury, the surgery, and the failed drug test, I'm so excited because their styles are really good against one another and they're world class. So when you have that, you're bound to have a good fight. And I think the first fight was great. I just think the announcing, people's personal feelings about which fighter they liked, and that crazy 118 scorecard really screwed everything up. So you had people going automatically, oh, this is shady. 
he lost. 118, 110, that was filled out before she ever got there. He definitely lost. All he did was run. See, it just piled on, piled on, piled on. Do I think 118 is crazy? Yes, absolutely. You can't make an excuse for that. I don't care if you're the hardest Canelo fan in the world. You could be his brother, and you can't, you could be even Golden Boy. Didn't make an excuse for the 118 card. It's just not excusable. You can't you can't give Canelo that many rounds in the fight. Just like I don't think you can give G that many rounds in the fight. So how do I think the first fight plays into the second fight as far as styles? Well, I don't think Canelo is going to necessarily change his style. Now, when I say more violent, it's simply because of all those things we talked about. These two are really at each other's throat. This isn't fake. This isn't promotion. G really believes he's a cheat, and Canelo really can't stand G for calling him a cheat. That's basically how it boils down to. Both sides have talked a whole bunch of shit. Both trainers have talked a whole bunch of shit. Both fighters have talked a whole bunch of shit. They just want to get in there and kill one another. Now, do I think that's going to play into Triple G's hands or Canelo's hands? Well, it depends. I think Canelo wants to hurt G. I know G really wants to hurt Canelo, but I think Canelo will do it in a different way than G. In my opinion, sometimes G can start start slow. You saw that against Vanis. He just, he didn't seem like he was in there, right? He got popped in the face. He took a step back. The next round, he's like on fire. Sometimes that happens with fighters. You know, he just, he didn't feel in the groove. And then all of a sudden he gets cracked really good. And he's like, okay, I got to do something here. Canelo's going to be a little bit different. I think that he's going to fight within himself, but I have a feeling that in the trenches and when he does let his punches go, it's going to be with bad intentions. On G's side, I think he's going to come after him like a freight train. He comes that way anyway, but I think he's going to step it up as much as he can and still be within himself because say what you will, he walked Canelo down, but he didn't just rush in like a crazy man because Canelo was hitting him, hitting him clean and obviously has enough power that G respects it enough not to just go crazy on him. So what can G do? Well, I think he could start a little faster. Remember in the first fight, he had lost, I believe the first three or four rounds And so he was already behind the eight ball. That's what I'm saying back to the draw. If you've already given him three or four rounds early in the fight, you can't even find one or two more rounds the entire fight. They're just saying G swept every single round. And he did win some of those rounds. I gave him six rounds. So of course he won rounds. But to say there weren't any close rounds that you could possibly give to Canelo to come out and make it a draw or even triple G by one point. That's absurd. Of course there is. The math is telling you there are rounds out of those eight rounds where that Canelo could have won a round or two. So I think if people go back and look at it objectively, they will see what I'm talking about. But in this fight, there's a little bit more machismo, as I mentioned before, because these guys are really upset at one another. So what can G do differently than he did the first time? I don't think stylistically, he's going to do anything different. Not only is he just that type of fighter, he's getting up there, guys. He's going to be 30. I think he's 36 now, so he's going to be going on 37 here. 
I mean, what is he going to do different? The only thing he can do differently is put his foot on the gas more and try to get Canelo out. How does that play into Canelo's hands? Well, if Canelo is counterpunching, that actually plays perfectly into his hands because the more G opens up, the more he's able to be countered. Now, one caveat to this is Canelo does tend to fade. And I know a lot of people said that in the first fight. And, and there were spots where he did go more defense than, than counterpunching. And we have to question, like, how good of shape is he in? He looks in great shape with what I've seen, but fighting shape is different. And also with the knee, like, was he able to train fully? Was Does he have his cardio? He said he's been running. It's been fine. But fighters always say that. They don't come in and say, yeah, my knee's terrible. I haven't been able to train until after the fight. And that does us no good when we're betting it. But if you're saying Canelo's in 100% top shape, you know, he's in perfect form like he should be for a fight of this magnitude, then how does that play into his hands? Well, he's going to counterpunch. He's going to counterpunch just like he did the first fight. They are not stupid enough to think that they just have to stand there in a phone booth and trade. He's got good boxing ability. He has good defensive skills. He has good countering ability. He already proved this against Triple G in the first fight. Go back. Look at it. Don't take my word. Watch the first fight. Watch how many times he counters G. The difference, I think, is Canelo this time is going to try to sit down on those punches more. And that's where I was talking about conditioning. Because if he does sit down on those punches more and maybe misses a few or even lands them, this could take more out of his cardio than it did in the first fight where he was still throwing good. But it doesn't look like he was, you know, really trying to just crush G with one punch. Canelo has a machismo about him. We all know that. And of course, G does. So the odds are he wants to stop Triple G to shut his mouth about him cheating. And obviously, G wants to stop Canelo to say, you're a cheat, and this is what happens to cheaters. So I think G will be just much more outright aggressive, just aggressive. He's going to fight an aggressive fight. And if we get to the damn scorecards again, this is going to come right back to what happened in the first fight. I am telling you guys right now, if we go to the scorecards, you are going to have the majority of people saying that Triple G won the fight. Why can I tell you this? Because he's going to be the one going forward most of the time. We've got to get out of this. It's who's more effective. If G is coming forward and getting countered, do not discount the counters because G is simply coming forward. Now, if he's coming forward and battering Canelo around the ring and Canelo is not firing back and he's in safety first survival, give Triple G the round. It's very easy. Why people have such trouble with this, I'll never understand, especially the official judges. Going forward should not automatically make you the round winner. So if these guys fight the way I think they're going to fight, it's going to be more violent. But it's going to be more violent in spots because Canelo is still going to force Triple G to chase him down. It's the smart move. I think Canelo's game plan is the better game plan only because I think he can make G come to him. He can fight G in spots, hit him with everything he's got in those spots, then go right back to boxing and countering. That's where the difference in people's opinions are going to come into play. G is going to come forward. Canelo's going to box, hit him with a three or four punches, spin out and move, and people are going to say he's running. It's just going to be like the first fight. The only difference is I think Canelo's going to put more shots 
when he's sitting there, more on his shots. So those two or three or four punches that he throws, I think he's going to throw with much more power, really trying to hurt G. The other thing that comes into play here for both guys are body shots. Canelo, from everything I've seen in his training videos, has been working freaking body shots like nobody's business. And that's because they believe G is open to the body shots, and they already know G takes a good punch to the face. So it's smart, right? He hit G with body shots in the first fight. G got hit by body shots against Vanus in the first fight. He does take body shots. So if you're Canelo and you said, I can box this guy, and when he gets close and he closes the distance, I'm going to hit him, hit him as hard as I can, but I'm going to throw those body shots as well, right? So maybe there's a shot or two upstairs, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Canelo spin and throw two or three really hard body shots and then get out of there because he just says he wants to knock Triple G out. He doesn't say he wants to knock him out in the first round. I don't think Canelo has any problem saying, I can get this guy, wear him down. Because not only is that going to help him, obviously, score a knockout, it's going to slow Triple G down. If he starts wailing on that body and they're affecting G, you're going to see G slow down his aggressive attack. As soon as that happens, then the fight is, is in Canelo's favor. It's his to lose. Because as soon as G stops the pressure and stands on the outside, Canelo is the better boxer, in my opinion. I think he has more tools than G has. It's just that G is a dog, man. He's tough. He's a junkyard dog. He gets on top of you and he tries to beat you into submission. I mean, I'm not saying he's not talented. He's talented in what he does. As far as the tools he uses, he uses the basic same tools. I believe Canelo's team is right about that. He comes forward basically at the same speed most of the entire fight. He uses the same type of defense, and he uses the same type of attack. Now, that attack, that defense, and that aggressiveness works for him. He's undefeated, and a lot of people thought he beat Canelo. So you can't discount it. You can't say it's garbage. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is in the style matchup, Canelo has a little more tools. He can stand and bang. He did that in the first fight with Triple G. He stood on the inside. He can box. He already proved that. He can counter. He already proved that. And he can go into survival mode and not get hit. He already proved that. Why are those things important? Well, they're important when you're capping the fight. Because if you're going to say G dominates, then a lot of people are saying G dominates and knocks him out. But you've got to look at the styles they've already fought. So the only way you can say G dominates and knocks him out is you're going, in your mind, you're saying G's going to do more than he did in the first fight, or Canelo's going to be diminished. Because everything off that first fight does not tell you that G is going to dominate, one, because I don't believe he did in the first fight, and two, that he's just going to be able to crush Canelo with a shot and flatten him, because he hit him clean and he didn't come close to even putting Canelo on the deck. So if you're backing Triple G and you're buying into that, He's just going to dominate and probably stop him. You have to look deeper into it and see if that really is the case. If the styles and what G has shown you and the styles and what Canelo has shown you really lead to that conclusion. On the flip side, if you're taking Canelo and you say Canelo's going to dominate him and he's going to stop G, then you have to look at it and say, did he show that ability in the first fight? I think personally Canelo showed the ability to outbox G but G took everything he threw and pretty much didn't flinch. The only difference 
in this fight that I think could make a case for some type of real damage being done or even a stoppage is the body shots on both sides. I think Triple G with his attack is going to focus more on the body. If he doesn't, that's a mistake. If he just goes headhunting, that's a mistake because Canelo has already proven that he can defend Triple G's shots upstairs and then take the shots that he doesn't defend. So I think if G wants to break Canelo down, we already know Canelo sometimes has stamina issues. It would be smart for him to come out, press the fight, really put the foot on the gas, and try to break Canelo down to the body and then get him mid to late rounds. I think that's the best game plan for Triple G. I think it's the best he can do. I don't think there's any other way that he can win the fight other than pressing coming forward. I don't see him outboxing Canelo. I don't see him counterpunching Canelo. I don't see him running away from Canelo. So really, it's back to the same old story. He's just going to come forward, and it's how good he comes forward. He's going to press the attack. It's how effective is he in his attack. I mean, really, not just coming forward when they're out. I mean, really coming forward, cutting the ring off, landing good punches, making Canelo timid, making Canelo retreat without firing, this type of thing. And on the flip side, can Canelo outbox him? And try to really do damage. Because there's two separate ways you can say Canelo can win this fight. Right? Like in his mind. Is he going to say, I'm going to box him. But put this heat on him. And eventually I'm going to catch him and put him out. Or I'm just going to box him. And win on the cards again. I don't care what anybody says. Personally, I think Canelo wants to hurt him. So that's why I'm saying. If you're factoring this in when you're going to cap and bet the fight. I personally think Canelo wants to hurt him. That could work for him. That could work against them because if he stays in that pocket a little too long, we could get into a real firefight here and somebody could get caught with something big. And it may not even be to the head when I say something big. It could be to the body. That's how that's how hard both these guys punch. Like I don't think a lot of people think Canelo punches as hard as Triple G, but Canelo is a good puncher. He really is. It's just a lot of times he's able to box and counter, and I don't think he puts all his heat on his punches. I think in this case, he's going to pick spots. It may not be every time he throws. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think like he's just going to throw 100 punches around at all power. What I'm saying is there's big spots where he decides to dig in, and that those key spots in the fight are going to really probably make or break the round for either fighter because G a lot of times will muff up and allow people to get off. And that's what Canelo did in the first fight. He seems to have the speed advantage. So what happens is they get into this inside and and Triple G throws, but Canelo would evade and then come back with like two or three punches and then spin out, jab out, and Triple G was just standing there. And then they reset and they did it again. That's why I don't think they were giving enough credit for Canelo for what he was doing. Because he was stifling the offense of Triple G by landing and then spinning out and creating distance. That is his game plan. If he's effectively doing his game plan and the other guy isn't, he should win the round. So as far as odds, let's jump into this. So the odds currently, as I'm speaking to you, are... Triple G straight, minus 145, and Canelo, plus 135. Now, usually I go straight down the line and talk about the rest, but I'll do that in a minute because this is a point I'm trying to make to you guys about the first fight. 
the line opened at G right around minus 165 with Canelo coming back right around plus 150, okay? These were the lines the book set. If G dominated so easily in the first fight, why was that line not much higher? If G dominated Canelo and easily won all of those rounds without question, without doubt, why was the line for the rematch not higher. If Triple G has proven he's a class above Canelo, why did the books open the line so low, so close? You could say, well, that's to bring in Canelo money. But how does that make sense? If everybody in the world is on the same opinion, remember, I get heat for saying it's a draw. A draw, not even that Canelo won. I get heat from people because I said it was a draw. So if the world thinks there's no possible way that Canelo could have won this fight, then why would the books open the line so close? You can't say it's because they're going to try to take Canelo money. Who in their right mind would be beating on Canelo? Who would be betting on Canelo when he already got his ass whooped, right? He lost every single round. He's lucky that they even gave him a draw. He just got dominated. All he did was run. He was going to be knocked out in every single round. The guy just held on. He's absolute garbage, a garbage drug cheat. He should never be in the ring. He's lucky G's giving him a rematch. Who's going to bet on this guy? Who's betting on him? The books could have opened G at 2-1, to 3-1, to 4-1, to one, right? He dominated him. It's not even a fight. The rematch is a foregone conclusion. This guy is so much better than Canelo. That's not what happened. Not only did the books not open him like that, the public has been steadily betting Canelo. As it stands now, Canelo's 135 from roughly a 150 line. So what the hell is going on? Because what everybody told me happened in the first fight isn't reflected in the line. It's not reflected in the opening line from the books, and it sure, sure as hell isn't reflected in the public money. So who is this betting? Who is this betting on Canelo? They're just throwing their money away, according to every expert, right? The real, honest boxing fans and the experts all say, Canelo. remember I told you about the guy arguing with me, right? I was a troll fanboy of uh, Canelo. Cinnamon is my favorite, you know, condiment, right? No. Then what you're telling me isn't true. What's going on? We got a conflict here. We got a conflict. Because you guys are telling me that I'm out of my mind for saying it's a draw, but the lines come out, and the public starts betting, and they're betting Canelo. And the lines come out, and the books say, oh, this is a close fight. These guys are evenly matched. So either I'm out of my mind, or I wasn't out of my mind. Apparently, something has changed from the first fight and what everybody is telling me to where the lines are actually being placed and where people are betting. So I think that speaks volumes to you potential bettors out there, if you haven't already bet, of what the real deal was on the first fight. It was, as I say, it was a close fight. It's perfectly fine to call it a draw or even a Gennady one-round fight. That fits with everything the books are telling you as well as the public money. So the books say that was a close fight. It could have went either way. 
And the public says, wow, that was a close fight. We think Canelo did better than what people say. We're going to take the value on Alvarez because he's the underdog. That makes perfect sense. This other garbage that people are saying doesn't make sense with the lines. And you know what matters to me? The lines. Because I'm betting. I'm capping the fight. Those lines are what matter. Anybody can say anything when they have no money on the line. Anybody can say anything when they're not going to bet. But when you look at what's really going on with people who have skin in the game, then it's totally opposite with what everybody was saying. Fight will go, won't go to a decision. Will go is minus 235. Won't go as plus 195. Now, obviously, that's 12 rounds. When you look at this, it pretty much has stayed the same from the open. And I get that because a lot of people on the surface would say, oh, well, the fight's going to go to a decision, right? Because they've already went 12. This is the 13th round. They've both taken the punches well. Nobody was seriously even hurt. They both have a different type of skill level. Even like G, I don't believe his defense is as good as Canelo, but he blocks and he uses it effectively. He has a good chin. Obviously, I think Canelo slips more punches, but he's shown to have a good chin as well. So I can see how people can be on the fence about, is this going to go or isn't this going to go? Only because of the animosity in the second fight. Like that could change everything because if they fight out of their comfort zone anything could happen if g rushes in like a maniac he could get caught with a counter what if canelo's really working those body shots and just lands a perfect shot everybody knows you don't need massive mike tyson prime power to drop somebody and finish a fight with a body shot it's one of the reasons i love them so much it's an equalizer you don't have to have thunder power to hurt somebody drop them or finish it with one punch so the plus 195 is still there looking enticing because I understand how people are going, this is going to be violent. I've been saying it. Like these guys really don't like each other, right? They both want to prove a point. They both want to shut the other's mouths. They both want to put just heat on their punches when they can. Triple G is going to come like a freaking freight train after Canelo. Canelo's going to slip. He's going to counter and he's going to put everything he's got into those counters. He's going to run G straight into a right hand. He's going to hit him with a left hook to the body that folds him, right? You can make all these scenarios on the case of them being machismo pissed off wanting to destroy the other guy. And it's a factor you have to look at. Even if you don't want to put a lot of weight on it, it's a factor because if they do change up that style just a little bit with their skill level, the other fighter could take advantage of it. So I can't really discount the under. I really would have a hard time talking somebody out of taking the under. I really would because the fight goes to a decision as minus 235, which is kind of steep with two guys at this skill level. I get it. We just talked about why it should go to a decision. But with these guys being so pissed off, if you really believe it's genuine, if you really believe G wants to hurt this quote-unquote cheat and that Canelo wants to shut this guy's mouth and he's not as good as him and he doesn't have the tools and versatility that Canelo does, 
and he wants to make a statement to go, G is not what everybody said. The fight was not how everybody said, and I'm not a cheat. It could change. So I'm not going to talk you out of that. I just want you to look very closely at that and make sure that you're okay with whatever way you capped it. Meaning, if you're going to go with don't, make sure that you're confident that that's how those two fighters are going to fight. They're going to still have the same skill level, maybe even still the same game plans. They're just going to implement it a little bit different. So on Triple G side, he's going to implement it with a little more vigor. Right? It's going to come a little bit faster, and that's going to force Canelo, Canelo to fight a little bit more and fade a little bit quicker. Or on the Canelo side, G coming at him that much faster is going to open up more counter opportunities, and it's going to allow him to land those big, hard shots that we think he's going to want to throw, which could open up G for a, a drop or a knockout that nobody expected. Because remember, they're saying Canelo cannot possibly hurt Triple G. Remember, everybody says that. He cannot possibly hurt him. I don't buy into that. I'm going to tell you right now. I think these guys are both world class. I think they both can be hurt, especially to the body. Somebody makes one mistake, it can change the entire fight. These are world class guys, both of them. Don't let anybody sell you that Canelo is not world class. And on the flip side... I'm sure nobody's even saying it because almost everybody loves Triple G, and I get it. He has an exciting style. But obviously, the guy is world-class, even at 36, 37 years old. Like, there were times in the past where I said, man, G is slowing down. I told you, he has that He has that uh, ability to sit there and not really do a lot and then flip the switch and come on. That works well with lesser opponents. I don't think it worked as well with Canelo as people think it did. He did the same thing where he came out kind of slow, and then he flipped the switch, and that's where the fight, in my opinion, got close. And then down the stretch, it was back and forth. I believe I gave Canelo the last round, I think, and that closed it out like a 6-6 fight for me. And so, in my opinion, he had to overcome that slow start again. And this fight, I really don't think he's going to start as slow. I really don't. And that's been a trademark of his career. He starts slow. But I just don't see it now. He's pissed. He's pissed. And that's why I said, if you're looking at that under, I get it. Because you can make a case that their mindset has changed for this fight. And that's going to throw off their styles. Just a tidbit. Remember, in boxing, that's all you need, right? One mistake, the punch you don't see. One uh, extra round that you got fatigued. It could change any anything and everything. Uh, uh, Triple G by decision is plus 210. Canelo by decision is plus 185. Triple G inside is plus 280. And Canelo inside is... 10 to 1. When I say like plus a thousand or 10 to 1, it's the same thing. Just a lot of times it's written as plus a thousand. So if you bet a hundred on Canelo inside, you would win a thousand. It's the same as saying 10 to 1. But most of the time I just tell you how I read it, which it's usually written as plus 1,000. And uh, the draw is 15.50. So obviously you look at the inside the distance right away. Uh, Canelo inside is insane, right? And that speaks to everybody saying he can't hurt G because he hit him with some thunderous right hands and G didn't move. In fact, the books opened Canelo at plus 825 on the inside line and nobody's betting that shit. So it's even higher. So they think there's no chance whatsoever that Canelo has any chance to stop Triple G. 
I would say it's probably not likely, but the body shots to me are the asterisk in that capping because I think anybody can be knocked out via body shot and Canelo has really, really good body shots and Triple G are is open. He is open to body shots. You don't believe me? Go back. Look at the film on him. He takes body shots and a lot of times he takes them clean. The dude is hard, man. He's a hard knocks fighter. He's like a rock. He doesn't look like anything special when you look at him, right? He doesn't, he's not shredded and he's not super muscular and he's not, but the dude is a rock, man. He can take this shit. But like I said, I think there's going to be a little difference in the steam that Canelo puts on him. Now, I'm not sure if Canelo can do it for 12 rounds, right? Because he does tend to fade, but I think what he'll do is he'll do it in spots. So it's going to be similar to the first fight. But in those spots is where he's really going to try to take advantage and inflict the most damage he can and then go back to the boxing moving that people are going to say running. And at times it will be because he won't be throwing punches. Okay, so that's why I think if we get back to a decision thing, we're going to have like the same scenario. And it's going to be, no, Canelo did better. No, if G doesn't win. No, he got robbed. And if G wins, ah, see, Canelo sucks and he just ran again. It's going to be that type of thing. For betting purposes, none of that really matters. It's fun to get into and go back and forth. And like I said, I don't mind varying opinions. You guys have your own opinion. You could cap it your own way. It's just sometimes it's ridiculous. Like I told you with the the pubic hair test and calling me a troll and a fanboy and I don't know anything about the sport. I mean, that's just absurd. Like you can say, oh, I disagree with you. I'm fine with that. But don't just make up stuff to prove me quote unquote wrong. I wouldn't do that to you guys that say, oh, G won. And I say, yeah, I can see he won. The usual sticking point is, no, he won by eight rounds. That's where we have a problem. Because then I say, you're just not looking at it accurately. You're not looking at this legitimately, honestly. You're looking at it as a fan because I don't see how anybody can say he dominated Canelo. I really don't. I just don't see it. And I don't say Canelo dominated G. I don't. But it really does surprise me all the heat and hate I get for saying it was a draw. That's unusual. Like most people have a close fight and they could go one point either way or two points either way. The guy that says, yeah, I had it a draw, doesn't get bombarded with people going, you're insane and you're a troll and you're just trolling people and you have no idea what you're talking about. So the other thing we need to look at here is G inside. That's plus 280. So the books weren't too confident and G stopping Canelo either, and I get that based off the first fight like we talked about. I can see how they think this one's going to a decision simply because of the skill level, man. These guys are skilled. They're both hard in their own ways, the ability to take a punch and give a punch, and their defensive uh, skills in their own way. It works for them, so I can understand where the books are coming. That line pretty has pretty much hasn't moved at all. The plus 280, I believe it opened at like plus 285 for G. Um, Alvarez by decision is plus 185. Here's the other thing I want you to take notice of. If we're looking at this line just right now, plus 185, by decision for Canelo and Triple G by decision is plus 210. Who's got the lower line? Right? Canelo. But I thought Canelo had no shot. This goes right back to what I'm telling you. What people were telling you and the actual facts are different. What people are telling you in these betting lines are different. Canelo is actually favored to win by decision. If you took both of those guys and said, I think it's going the distance, 
you get a worse line at Canelo than you do Triple G. But remember, G supposedly dominated and easily won the fight. And not only that, going back to uh, where the money is going, that line opened at 225 and the public has bet it down to 185. I don't know who the hell all these people are that are suddenly betting on Canelo that told me there's no way this dude could win and he was lucky to get a draw in the first fight. But apparently they're out there. I have a, a suspicion. I know who they are. I think they're the, the guys that do this for a living. I think they're the quote unquote wise guys. I think they're the quote unquote sharks, the whales. I think these are the guys that accurately cap the fight, that are looking at it for what it is and believe that this is a closer fight than what everybody's been led to believe, and they're going to take advantage of that by betting this fight. So we've talked about all the lines. We've talked about the totals. We've talked about the first fight. We've talked about the things that happened outside of the ring. I guess we need to get to what I think is going to happen. Well, I think it's a close fight, guys. I really do. Like, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the the machismo, the hate for one another, but it is part of the fight. And I worry that if I don't put enough uh, emphasis on that, it could come back to bite me. So I'm having a little bit of a hard time going with a prop here simply because I can make a case in my own mind for them doing something out of the ordinary that throws a monkey wrench into things as far as inside the distance goes. Like I said, with that Canelo inside line and even the Triple G inside line, that's not supposed to happen. And even the won't go decision, that's not supposed to happen. These guys are supposed to box, according to the lines, another really close fight that goes to the scorecards. And then if you're looking at the lines, that Canelo probably gets a decision. Can I see that happening? Yes, I can see that scenario playing out. At the same time, can I see the monkey rich being thrown in there? And somewhere in one of those long 12 rounds, somebody does something out of the ordinary and it changes the course of the fight. I can see that as well. So I don't want to go out on a limb on this one and pick an actual prop. Normally, I'm a big fan of the props, but the bets on the straight line are decent enough on either side that I think you can make a case that you may just want to pick your poison, take the guy you like straight, and not bother with any of the other totals or props simply because of that little bit of chance that these guys fight out of their comfort zone and something crazy happens and then we're sitting there with our jaws wide open going, whoa, Canelo just dropped G with a body shot? Or whoa, uh, Triple G just hit Canelo straight in the chin and dropped him, right? Because if, if they fight just a little bit differently, they both have such talent that they could take advantage of that. If they get overly aggressive in the wrong spot, in the wrong round, everything could change. So... Let's take all of that away and just look at the straight, Triple G and Canelo. If you're looking at it right now, obviously, if you're going to bet G, you've got a nicer 145 line than the 165-ish that it opened. So 
If you like him, you're getting a better number now. With Canelo, you're obviously getting a worse line, which according to everybody should have never happened, right? All the money should have came in on Triple G, especially with the books opening him so low because he dominated, remember? So Canelo fans may have thought that they were going to get a better line, and then they look today, tomorrow, whatever, and they're going, why is this line so low? Does that mean that late money won't come in on G? It could come in on G simply because, like I said, the more people put out their predictions, the more people buy back into this. He dominated. He dominated. I wouldn't be surprised to see people bet on G. I'm actually kind of surprised that so many people are betting on Canelo other than the people that I think are in the know. But if this is public money, like just the average person, Betting, you know, 25 bucks, 50 bucks. I'm surprised that so many people are betting on Canelo. If these are the Sharks, if these are the guys that bet for a living, that know the sport, that watch the first fight, that bet on the first fight, that capped the first fight, that have followed all the shit that's been going on up into the, the rematch and the delayed fight and the cancel fight, all this... I'm not surprised because the fight was close. It's close on paper. I believe their styles match up to make it close. And I believe that people weren't giving uh, Canelo enough credit for the things he did well. And I think the line currently shows that. Would I say wait on Canelo and see if you can get a better line? Maybe. Like if you're going to do that, watch this line very closely. And if you have a number in your head, like say Canelo plus 120, and it drops to that, then hit it. Like at some point, you got to pull the trigger. If you're worried that Canelo is going to keep getting money and you're okay with, I will take the lowest I want is 120 on this fight, and you're okay with that, and you can let it drop to 130 and then 125, and then it hits the 120, and you're like, nobody's betting G, then go ahead and pull the trigger. But you got to have that number in your head. If you're okay with one on the flip side, if you're looking at G's line and you think he's going to dominate, then you should have already bet him. What are you waiting for? It's minus 145. The line has already dropped from what the book's open. If you think that he's just going to run through Canelo like everybody said in the first fight, if you're not worried about Canelo's punching power, if you're not worried about his ability to hurt Canelo or to hurt Triple G, if you're not worried about his ability to go 12 rounds out boxing him, then you're getting a good line right now. Now, is that to say his line won't continue to drop? It may, but what I'm saying is at what point are you looking to pull the trigger? Because at some point, you just got to make a decision and go, I like G. I'm not worried about what Canelo is going to do. I don't think Canelo can hurt him. I don't think he's going to be able to go 12 rounds. I don't think he's going to have the stamina to outbox him. Then you should just be betting G. And you can still bet him straight. It's a decent line. You get him both ways. If he wins a decision, if he stops him, you get him both ways. So I don't see why anybody would wait and try to get like, say, 130 or 120. He may never go that low. And if he does, does 145 to 130 really matter? It really shouldn't because once you've made up your mind, you've capped it as accurately and honestly as you can, and you've made your decision, if the line is decent, which this is, then you should be able to pull the trigger. It's not like you're going to get that much of a better line. I can't see his line going to plus money, right? Like, I don't see that happening. I don't think there's going to be enough Canelo money that all of a sudden he's going plus, and you're like, man, he went from minus to plus. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think you may get them a little bit lower, but on the flip side, if, like I said, people start getting into this mindset once again, like they did after the first fight, that Triple G just dominates and there's no way he can possibly lose and he's so much better, you may see that line go back up. So that's a possibility as well. So in my opinion, I think Canelo is the side to play, especially if you got him at that 65, 60-ish line, 50 line, whatever it was that it opened. I probably think he'll continue to go down maybe a little bit. I don't expect huge line swings really unless you've got the the big buck guys coming in at the end like Liam hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions here in Vegas on this fight, depending on if the casinos will allow it on one bet or if they're going to spread it around or what have you. But that's where you could see a really late line shift. But other than that, as far as what the public is telling us and where the book started it, we're like 10 days out. I think you pretty much see where the trend is going. Of course, like I said, that could change at the end. And if you're waiting for something dramatic to happen, then wait. It usually happens around the weigh-ins, immediately after the weigh-ins. I don't think that's going to be an issue with either guy. Both guys are always in great shape. Uh, Canelo looks to be in great shape. Like I said about Triple G, he doesn't look like he's some madman, you know, physically just overpowering a powerhouse, but the guy's a rock. So I expect him to come in looking like he always does. I've seen uh, the photos of Canelo in his training videos. He looks good. He's in good shape. You know, physically, as far as it looks, we'll see how that equates to cardio inside the ring when Triple G's on him. But as far as the fight goes, like I said, I'm not looking at any of the props. I've explained why. I won't argue with you if you like a certain guy a certain way. I just think this comes down to a straight bet simply because they're evenly matched. And those things we talked about that could throw a monkey wrench in. So I'm going with Canelo, Cinnamon, Alvarez. I think he's going to do as well as he did in the first fight and maybe even better. And I think he can eke it out. I'll probably lean towards a decision. But again, I'm not advising anybody to take Canelo by decision or even G either side. I'm just advising you, whichever guy you like, take him straight. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.